You have to wait for that drop. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one dude? The I, I cut my girl in a Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> With the, <laughs> and he came out with a new sound, dog. No. Yeah, he, you know he goes that. He goes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll send you the video. But bro. that dude blew up them quick. I was just that. Uh, hey, all the fools must be mad. For. <laughs> What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Untapped Acquaintance Podcast. It's your boy Sam. Or B. What's happening? Hope you're living and loving life. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my, my God! God. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? Sometimes when I'm like <laughs> in service, <laughs> I'm like, wow! <laughs> I don't want to say it too loud because I know like Chris will get he'll laugh. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Amen! <laughs> Amen! What's up, Doc? What's going on? How's your week, man? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, we're gonna start off with that, right? It's, it's been a wild one, but it's good. It's good. It's crazy, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, man, I just someone had said something. I'm, I'll probably bring it up later, but it it like brought everything into like full circle mm-hmm. basically like um uh being anointed and uh he said in order for you to be anointed you need to go through a trauma mm-hmm. and you put it in a purpose he said did you send that to me i don't know if i did the olive oil mm, maybe i know what you're talking about though but yeah and he's like in order for you to get the olive oil out of the olive, it needs to go through pressure. Pressure, yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, yeah, because even like when what's the process of making wine? They got to get smashed. They got to go under that pressure to get the the grape juice out. Yep. And at the same time, like when you when you look at uh, like the grape trees, it takes a while for them to actually mature into actually to an actual grape. It needs an entire like you know. And environment yeah the right the environment. right environment <laughs> and then you know once you think you're right you're gonna get pressed mm-hmm. come on with some juice what it um i think there's a there's a either there's a, a trend like a verse uh-huh. or someone stated in a different way it says uh like you are the vine and you no know, Jesus is the vine and you are the fruit. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be in the, in the right environment yeah. in order for like Jesus to really work in you to come out oh, yeah, like, fruitful. I believe that 100%. And you're going through it right now. Man. I mean, we're, I guess we're <clears throat> dog, right before you came over here, man, I was <laughs> in a mental, mental zone. I was, <laughs> it wasn't because of Maverick. It's just we got hit with something and I'm like, yeah do we really want to go through yeah i mean i've been i've been hit with a lot of curveballs like that these past three months i mean i'll just spill the beans now let but, him hear it let him hear it but i mean maybe like what two three episodes ago i was like mm-hmm. kind of saying like touching base on like a business i'm doing so <clears throat> after it's like seven years of me like pursuing the career i'm in 
I finally uh, opened up my own barbershop. Yeah. So, and was it easy? Heck no. Mm -mm. It has not been easy, but this is part of like the growth. It's part of, it comes with it. If you want to elevate to the next level, you're going to have to deal with stuff like this. But it's crazy because I learned so much. So if I was to open up another one, it would kind of be not a smooth sale, but I would know where to tackle the right areas to get like the right stuff done the right way. Yeah. It's it's good because like oh, how does it feel to know like it's it's yours, bro? Dude, it hasn't sunk in. What? It hasn't sunk in. Is it because it's like not fully there yet? Mm. How do, I I honestly don't know when it's going to sink in. You know? I I feel like once we open to the public and I see my employees like actually working. Yeah. I think that's when they'll sink in. You know, so with the book, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know when it was going to sink in of like, damn, I'm published. Yeah. Until like I was by myself. Mm. Like by myself, I had it in my, like in front of me. And I think like maybe once the grand opening is over and, you're like in the shop by yourself. It, like you remember when you said like when you're you were closing at the old shop, it would just be you and you're like just by yourself. Mm -hmm. It's probably be that one. It's like you're sitting by yourself and it's. I had a like a like a small moment today because um, I was waiting for an inspector to come in and um, clear us off on our plumbing. So we're we're pretty much ready to go up and running now. But um, I was just there waiting because they don't they don't, they just arrive whenever they want or whenever you're scheduled. But ours was scheduled late, so I remember just today just standing there and I was like, "Dang, like we we made this happen." Because I'm in a partnership, <clears throat> but the way it looks now did not look the way it did before. Mm -hmm. Like it was like so to see it now, like and actually be there already. It, it's like, dang, like. Like, man, I put a lot into this. It seemed like it was just the other day when you sent me a picture of, like, you and the, like, just the bones. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. It's been ups and downs. Um, haven't slept good since December. I'm probably, like, running, like, three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep a day. But that's because, like, at night you kind of wonder, like, dang, can I do this? Like, am I able to do this? Like, mm -hmm. like, you you kind of start, um, I guess, the like questioning your capability. You know, like, what if this goes wrong, and what if this happens, and how am I going to handle this, and what if you know, like, it's just those thoughts, and it's like during the, those times, like, you got to learn to scale back and be like, you know, what, like, at that point, I felt like I was trying to control more of everything. Mm. And that's what I was, I mean, I would, I would touch basis on this, like, here and there, but I had, like, a lot of anxiety, and uh, I remember I, uh, I would get stress pimples, mm -hmm. so, like, I would break out. Yeah. And I would have some fat pimples, but I was like, man, it's because I'm stressed. And, you know, just as the days go by, I was like, man, like, I can't be relying on my own self. It was one of those, like, I was like, man, God, like, I don't know what today holds, but 
but however you wanted to go, like, let's do it. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what today's gonna, like, what today's gonna uh, throw at me, but I know you're in this gun. Going back to what you said, like, you're, you're trying to handle a lot of things by, by yourself, right? If you had a friend who has, was either not in the faith or mm-hmm. probably like church hurt. Yeah. And they're going to that same season to where they're trying to do it by themselves or um make it in, make it to where it's like they're okay. Mm-hmm. How would you like talk to them? Because you going through this 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 process, right? Like yeah. you just you're giving it up to God. Yeah. For somebody that like I, I guess they're not in the faith or <clears throat> I would say you can only control like you can only control like what's in front of you. You can't control what hasn't happened yet. Mm. So it's just take it step by step, you know, like deal with what you can deal with daily. The next day is a brand new fresh day and just move forward, you know, because if you're not in my in my eyes, if you're not dealing it with it like that, you're always just going to be going back, going back instead of moving forward. Yeah. Because you just you're trying to process what happened previously. Yeah. And like opening up a business like and I got hit with a lot of curveballs, man. A lot. <clears throat> I remember like the off off. Off a uh, off record conversation that we had, you know, it's like I think it's more of just allowing you or being that soundboard to you. Mm-hmm. You know, just there is there's a, there's times where I was like, I think there was maybe like four or five times where I was like, I don't know, yeah, I don't know where to go from here. And as much as I was like, all right, I know this person, I know I could do this, I know I could do that. You know, instead of thinking of my own thoughts, of my own ways, I was like, you know, God, like, I don't know how you want me to handle this, but I I, I leave it in your hands. Like, mm-hmm. like, I know I could possibly, I know I could possibly fix this, but this is more like, how do you want me to, admi- like, administrate this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Allergies. Um... So with you building this up, right? Mm-hmm. I read something. <laughs> Funny enough, it was on a Dove, <laughs> one of those Dove chocolates. <laughs> oh, with the with the foil and the little message inside. Yeah, it was something, and I think it it really resonated with me because like where where we are at in our seasons and like what we're both doing in in our life, it's um keep working until you're proud, right? And have you come to the point to where, like, you're proud of yourself? Uh, Yeah. I kind of hit that recently. I was like, like, because um, my, uh, my plan wasn't to open up a barbershop in Texas. It's te- oh, well, here in San Antonio, because San Antonio is way overpopulated with barbershops. So mm-hmm. I've always wanted, I've always wanted my barbershop either, in Colorado, because I love Colorado, and just everybody's so nice, man, I just wanted to take, like, a different flavor to Colorado. Mm-hmm. It was either there, or I always said I would go to L.A., challenge myself, because the best hairdressers in 
people in the hair industry are in LA. Like that's like a whole different level of hair. Like you're dealing with like celebrities and you know people that make money, so they have to be on point. Yeah, you know. So <clears throat> when I got um, offered the opportunity, um, prayed about it, prayed about it for maybe three weeks. I didn't know what it was gonna look like. Um, I didn't know what I was gonna embark. Um, and uh, at first, I was like, mm, "Nah, this is gonna be a lot of work." But uh, I had a I had a really good like gut feeling. And it was just like, go for it. Like, I had a feeling that said, like, if you don't go for it now, like, you're never going to go for it. Mm. Yeah. Because I've always been like, I don't know if I'll open up my own barbershop. Maybe one day, like, I'll get to the point where I have my own suite. Stuff like that. But I had a feeling that was just telling me, if you don't go for it now, you're never going to go for it. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to move forward. Yeah. And just did it, man. <clears throat> sometimes you just got to go with that gut sometimes like even going with your gut is like maybe it won't go as planned but you'll learn something out of it yeah i think that's where a lot of people when they're entrepreneurs just kind of like taking that leap or that 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 step mm-hmm. because they're um i mean it's your, it's it's your craft it's your baby and it's like it's your name at the end of the day it's that too, and I mean, it's a lot of. For me, it's a lot of reliance on God because. It was a bit like, entrepreneurship. You got to do a lot of investing. Yeah, you do investing, and. Sometimes your investments, you got to take. You got to take an L. So, that was part of too. Like what I was thinking, I was like, man, if I take this L. It's a fat L, but, whatever comes out comes out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, it gets, it's a journey. For sure. And I think we're, even with, with journeys and, and moving forward in your careers or your, your life, like, are you learning from those things when you take that L? Yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes I, I I've taken L's and I, I, I get discouraged, bro. I'm, I'm kind of, um, like. I'm excited for what's to come because I've learned a lot over seven years. Yeah. And I feel like what what I know, maybe I could teach somebody. Maybe I could help them expand, like, their knowledge. And at the same time, I could grab something from them. Yeah. You know, and so it's like a win-win situation. But I'm, I'm excited because, you know, I get to help people out, you know. You know, no, I know how you feel, bro. Especially when you said uh, <laughs> learning from someone new or like younger. Yeah, because there's this guy um, we hired. Um, he's gonna move down from Corpus to San Antonio, just cause um, he just wants like better, like he wants a better like um, environment and just you know better. He wants something better than what they offer in Corpus. Yeah. And he, he feels like he'll get it in San Antonio. I respect that to the max. So he's coming down, going to get an Airbnb or I think an apartment until gets enough funds to bring his family down. Mm-hmm. But if you look at his profile, this dude takes some sick pictures, like sick, like backdrop lights and stuff. So 
that's something I want to learn off of him. Like, hey, what do you use for lights? What kind of camera do you use? Or how how should I take this picture? Yeah. You know, that's something I could learn. And I'm excited to learn that. You know? Like, I don't know. That to me. He does it in the shop? Does that his shop. What? Yeah. He has like a pull down? I don't know what he does, but it's it's nice, man. Imagine having pull down right there, like a pull down backdrop. We're we're planning something like that, and then just use the ring lights, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nasty. Hey, chill right there. Let me take a quick photo. Or hey, can you follow me to the back? Because there's a there's a small area on the back. We want to do that. Yeah, maybe even put some spotlights on the roof. Just flip a switch and they turn on. Yeah. Perfect. W. But yeah, man, like, that's something I'm looking forward. I mean, like, he's not even here yet, and I'm already excited because mm-hmm. he's going to be working with us, you know. And uh, that's something I'm looking forward to, man. At any point, did you feel like you need to pull back? What do you mean? Like, um, like you're getting ahead of yourself. So you needed to pull back your expectations and pull back your like your um like drive I want to say. No, I didn't think so. For me, I feel like I have a uh, once I I dedicate myself to something, I give it my all. Yeah. So like I'll give it my all if I fail. You gotta. I'm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn something from it. You know. Yeah. But at least, it's it's like um, somebody would say, "Don't judge. Don't judge me on my. What do you say? Don't don't judge me on my progress. Judge me on my effort. Yeah. That's good. You know, because if you didn't put no effort, like you're not gonna get nothing out of it. You won't progress from it. You know, and if I fail, and you saw like, hey, he put in work. He did this. He did that. At least I put in some work. At least I did something, you know? Yeah, At least yeah. I have something to back me up that says, this dude works, you know? It's, uh, I think it's like you're etching your, your, your craft when you're like, you're putting effort into it to, to sharpen it, to make it better. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, you probably looked at your cuts before. Uh, I've looked at my pictures before. I'm like, I, I look at them trash. now, and I'm like, mm. and it's crazy, man. Because, um, I think it was like a month ago. There was, um, I was just there, and you know, I've won awards for cutting hair, but I haven't done it in a year. So I was like, man, we have award-winning barbershop, like signed up on the window. And for a bit, I was like, man, I don't, I don't feel like competing anymore. But something was like, yeah, just go do it. Like, you got to, you got to start like racking yeah. up some more hardware. Yeah. So like more, some more trophies. So I'm doing a hair show this Sunday. I'm competing in two categories. So. Yeah. So that's like another thing too. Like I'm getting, I guess you could say like rejuvenated and all right, like a, like a bigger drive than I already had. It's a. Uh Trying to figure out the word like, um, like a, you're lighting it back up, like you're, you're sp- making that spark back. 
Yeah, because I mean, I for I can say not not that I've been stagnant, but like I was I was I was okay with I guess you can say like with with where I was or you know I, I was doing good, and as the years would go, like I'd progress a little bit. But I feel like I got to the point where I was like, eh, a little bit's not enough. Like, I need more. I need more. Like, I, I need a, like, in a sense of a way, have the the mentality of year one Sam. Like, that same drive. Because mm-hmm. when I got a, fresh out of barber school, like, I didn't work in, the be- like, the best side of town. But I had a drive in, to be like, you know, I need to be the best. Yeah. I want to be the best. So I'm I'm just gonna do what I have to do to be the best. So I feel like I recently got that same spark to be like, I know I'm good, but I want to have one of the best barbershops in San Antonio. And you you saw this when you when your your year one, yeah. Well, my barbershop, yeah. I know I would have it one day, but um, I'm talking about like my drive. Like my yeah. drive was crazy. Like I had a like. The the amount of hours, even still to this day, the amount of of work I put in is ridiculous. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to match it. You know, so I feel like recently I got the same drive that I did, like Sam in year one. This is year seven for me. So, I have the drive to have the best barbershop in San Antonio. I have the drive to market it, make sure my employees are eating. Like, make sure there's people coming in through that door. You know, it's a lot of responsibility now, but something I'm, I'm excited to embark. I want to ask, um, what's your measure of progression? What do you mean? So year one, Sam, mm-hmm. to year three, Sam, mm-hmm. to year seven, Sam, what is your measurement of progression in your and how you cut mm. and your skill and craft. I say um like those measurements for me have been like if you look at year one and year three, I wasn't cutting the same. Like my haircuts are night and day. But it was a it was a it was it was a result of my environment. Oh, okay. You know, because I worked at a salon and everybody was really good and I wasn't the best one. But in my mind, I was like, okay, who's the best person in this shop? And it was the owner. And he was like really good. He still is really good. So I positioned myself to where I could see all the haircuts that are coming out of his chair. So as I'm seeing them, I'm like, I'm cutting and I'm cutting. And I'm like, all right, this haircut that I'm going to do has to beat his haircut. Mm. You know? Yeah. So I'm just there working on my craft, working on my craft. And I did that for months, maybe like six, seven months until I started getting good. Like I got really good. And I was like performing good out of that barbershop. And I was like, all right. I reached the point to where I was like, all right, this is all I have to learn from here. Like I need to go to somewhere else where I could learn something else. So then I moved to the next barbershop and that's where everybody else, I was good. But I wasn't as good as everybody else. Everybody else did designs. Everybody else did like crazy fades. Like they were like ridiculous immaculate. And same thing. The guy next to me was 
insanely. He's uh, to me, he's probably like one of the best ones in San Antonio for designs. Mm-hmm. His name's Efren. Shout out to my boy E, Game Changers Barbershop. And you know, I I only know how to I only knew how to did how to do certain designs, and he was the best. Like he was one of the best. So I would be like, Hey E, um, I'm stuck right here. Like, what do you think I could add? He'd be like, Look, check this out. You could add this. You could add that. You could add this. You know, and just having people like that, you go to a different level. So then the same thing at, at this last barbershop, I reached a certain level where I was like, all right, I'm tackling a different type of clientele, yeah. hiring clientele. I need a different shop. I need something that's going to look a little bit better. I need something where I could service my clients and they're going to feel comfortable and they're going to feel like, like, you know, like in a good environment. So that's when I scaled up to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, it's it's been every... Every two to three years, I move. So uh, once once I was gonna hit the two year mark, at the salon, I moved to the to the next barbershop. Then, once I was about to hit my three year mark, no, two year mark at this other barbershop, or a little bit over two years, then I moved over here to Coop. Now, I just hit three years in December, mm-hmm. and I just moved in January. So it's just, it's just I I just been moving, every two to three years. Do you think there gate there's people that gatekeep skill? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is do you think that's like holding back the industry? Hmm. Not they're, really. They're, they're holding back the shop. They're holding back the shop. I don't know. That's I don't know how to answer that honestly. Because there is gatekeepers because there's people that are really good, but they want to just, like, apply themselves, you know? Oh, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Versus, like, that's not really, if, if you ask me, that's not a good environment for anybody trying to learn. You know, like, the way we've ran the shop these past three years is, like, nobody's better than anybody. And we say that from the get-go, like, there's people that come into the shop, hey, who's the best barber here? Straight up tell them, hey, honestly, sir, everybody's good in here. Nobody's better than every, anybody. You could go to anybody here. Flat out, tell them like that. If you, if you don't want to get the haircut, you go somewhere else. Yeah. That's good. That's a good, like, motto and, like, uh, way to keep up the oh, yeah. morale. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Plus, it always, like, Keeps a, a competitive nature. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know? that's good, bro. Not bad, bro. Over here breaking cups. The good cup too. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was just interviewing you, bro. I know. No, I just wanted like I I needed I I wanted to hear a little bit more about it because like we'll we'll dive into it, but we still can. I mean, to you. <laughs> no, we just we 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 always talk small talk about it, you know. Yeah, but in that in your career and industry of it, I know it's like it can be. Um, dep- I, I guess depending on where you're at, right? Mm-hmm. It can be like a toxic area, or yeah, environment. Oh yeah, I worked in areas where there's prostitutes, there's fiends. 
there's drugs going around, you know, um, it just depends on the side of town you, you work at. And I'm, yeah. a, I'm a strong believer of like, if you want something good, if you want like good results or a good clientele, like if you want a specific clientele, you got to go to that area, you know, like, cause if you're in the area where it's just like fiends, prostitutes and stuff like that. Yeah. Still gonna be there. They're not gonna leave. Yeah, you know. So, if you want a a better hiring clientele, they're not gonna be wanting to see that. True. They won't make that trip out there. It won't. This conversation was brought up at work, mm-hmm. and um, because someone saw me editing my photos. Yeah. And uh, during my lunchtime, they're like, "Why do you work on?" Your photography on your lunchtime. And I basically told him, like, I can't, I can't allow myself to, like, um, regress or not, not do my duties as far as being the service that I do. Mm -hmm. Especially when I, when I give a person a, a delivery date. Yeah. You know, I know what I need to do when I get home. And sometimes by the time I get home, I'm I don't feel like working. Yeah, you know. And uh, I I'd mentioned him that it would be wrong of me to not um, keep creating or keep working when I ask God for this. Yep. You know, I'm not stewarding it properly. Mm-hmm. Like, he had me wait, <laughs> had me wait before he was giving me this, this opportunity. And then for me to ask of it and me not steward it properly or um, be in the right mindset, it wouldn't be right. Mm-hmm. You know? And I ask these questions with you because... If you had start, if you had probably built the business or, you know, your shop year five, do you think you would have been prepared for it? Uh uh-uh. uh. Spiritually, mentally, like wholeheartedly, nah. where you are now. No way. No way. <laughs> that would have been the. I probably would have lost my business because that would have been the year of the pandemic. So I wouldn't probably. I wouldn't know probably like how to handle it or. You know, because my year five was the year I went to Grace Avenue. That was the year. Or, mm-hmm. no, was it year five? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we could say, like, year five, year six. or No. Four Around, going into five? Yeah, they just say four going into five. That was, like, when I was um, at Grace. That's That was, like, my first. That was when I um started going back to church. You know, so that's when I was rebuilding my faith. So imagine if I would have started it around that time. How would I handle it with the pandemic? Yeah. You know, how would I handle, you know, telling my employees like, hey, you can't work. And I don't know what this is going to look like. You know, even the mental state, too, because I'm not going to charge my employees booth rental weekly for two months. Of being closed down, like, 
what kind of person would I be that charging them with rental when they still got to pay their bills yeah. when they're not even working? Yeah. You know? They can't even. So <laughs> even at that, like, how would I pay those bills on top of my bills? Did a lot of shops close down? Um, no. Really? Nah. They took a. Mm. It wasn't bad. Yeah, you know they, t- they it, took a small hit. Took a small hit, but when we came back, we're booming. I mean, everybody people, needed a haircut. Everyone needed a haircut, bro. Everyone needed a haircut. Not I. <laughs> <laughs> Not I. A part of me wants to grow it back out, bro. It's every time. Why are you cutting it, Brandon? Brandon, why are you cutting it? No, there's a part of it that it's the job. I think once I get that job, you're going back. I'm going back, bro. Going back. I know people like, nah, keep that. Look. I don't know. <laughs> I have it on my ID card, too. Like the long hair, Brandon. Well, remember that uh, video I sent you? Where they're um, interviewing you and asked for church. I was like, bro, your hair was long. Dude. It was long, long. There's a picture where Mav and I are at the at a park and like Ash took a picture of me from the back. And like a chick, huh? Dude. Not a <laughs> chick, but my hair was like down <laughs> to between my shoulder blades. Uh-uh. I didn't realize how long it was. It was long. Just because I'll just like put it up. I don't even honestly, I don't remember like washing it. I I washed it, but like it was just part of daily, you know. Yeah. Like now, I barely wash my hair like two three days. I'll rinse it, mm. but two three days. Damn. Yeah, bro. Coming back. Screw it. I remember when you had the little a little a little dollop. I had it. I mean, I had the whole thing, and then I had the top. Yeah. Well, I've had the top, and then I've had the whole thing, and. My hair grows ridiculously fast, mm-hmm. like crazy fast. Mm-hmm. Like, probably since I've known you, I don't know how many different hairstyles I've had. You've had a ton, a lot. I've had a ton. I literally, I'm, I literally change it, change this my haircut. Remember, I had it slick back. Yeah, and then now I'm doing like a mullet, like a like a Euro mullet with like a textured top. The uh, 2018 Messi. <laughs> Something like that. I think that 2018 he had like that, that, that mullet face. Yeah, that mullet face. Oh, so oh, off off a side note. How would you react if you found a dead body in a hotel room? Like I was like checking in, like, all right, sir, here's your key, and just walk in. There's a dead body. Yep. I'd I'd probably go to the front, be like, I need straight up, straight up. I probably wouldn't even go to the front. I'd call the cops and be like, y'all need to come here now. I don't think I don't I don't think I'll react too crazy. Have you seen the video where it's a hotel room or it's a hotel lobby? <clears throat> I mean, a hotel hallway. The, the guy dressed in all black. 
And he's like, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. And then the guy comes, no? Okay. No, no, continue, continue. No, oh, no. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> there's a, a call. It's a, like, you know, they show a video of, like, the hallway, and there's a, you can hear, like, the dispatch. Mm-hmm. So you can hear, like, We're at a uh, at worship practice. <laughs> um, there's a the video and it's saying, "Hey, there's guests complaining about loud screaming in a room, and that there's been ruckus, like furniture being thrown." Da 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 da. So they give the main the security guard the room number. So you see him walking down the hallway, and he gets to the room and he beep beep. And he opens the door, and when he opens the door, he you see like this little, looks like a, like a air, like a, Mm-mm. a like almost, almost like a soul, like a soul, mo- like go past him, and he does like he looks back, but then he goes into the room, dead body, no, no one's in there, <gasps> but the, but the furniture's thrown everywhere, bro, Mm-mm. and he goes, he dispatches, he's like, hey, there's no one in here. And dispatcher was like, no, they said there's screaming and yelling in there. And like, he's like, nah, there's no one in here. <laughs> I'll tell you a story well, offline, but it's it's, it's kind of cringe. Is there's a there's a feeling about me with this word cringe. What do you mean? I don't know. It's been used a lot lately. Hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about the word moist? <laughs> I don't like. Wow, uh, this is so moist. I use it. This cake is moist. Yeah, but I mean, how would what, what if someone's like, "Man, I'm feeling real moist right now." You need to go wash your ass. <laughs> Not like that. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, feeling real moist right now. Oh, moist. I will. I probably look them sideways. Like I use the word like, man, it's real clammy in here. I use it. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real clammy. I usually use the word like it was a little spicy outside. Yeah. Not hot, spicy, clammy. I I can feel the description of it. Right, like it's like hot, but like you're sweating, but you're not sweating like. How do you say it? Profuse, perfu- profusively, right? Yeah, profusively, profusively. Accomplishments. Yeah, like it's like you're not sweating like a ridiculous amount, but you're like, like you're barely beating. Dude, I don't sweat. <sighs> Bro, I walk out and it's hot. I'm sweating automatically on, on site, like boom. Nope. Since I was a kid, bro. One of my uncles is like, every time I go to Mexico, I haven't been to Mexico in years, but he's like, man, he's like, do you still sweat like how you used to sweat when you were a little kid? <laughs> Bro, because, I, <laughs> dude, I kid you not, like, I would go and play with the dry shirt, and I come back like I jumped in a pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I sweat nasty, man. That's why I hate the summer. I hate the summer. I think that's not, I don't think it's good for me not to sweat. I think your body needs to sweat in order for, to keep cool. But uh, Ash and I will go out. And she'll be like, oh, it's hot. I'm like, 
That's fine. <laughs> I can be in the house at 73 and be okay. Nah. Dude, Dude I'm, I got to be at minimum like 70. Anything 72, 73. That's hot, bro. Dude, Ash will come home. Me and Mav were here just chilling. She's like, why isn't the AC on? I'm like, <laughs> and I'm okay. She's like, it's 74, 73. No like, way. Yep. I'm I'm perfectly happy with it. I need my thermostat at like 68. Nah. Maybe it's because Guam is like humid, right? Like, Probably. Grew up on Guam, humid. You're like, this ain't nothing. It's nothing. But when I went back to Guam, Dude, I was sweating. But that's a different kind of heat. That's though. different. It's like one of those like, it's like a tropical heat, right? Yeah, like the back of my kneecaps were sweating. Yeah. Why did I just touch the back of my kneecap? <laughs> <laughs> we got married. We got married in Vegas, right? And we had the we had the ceremony, and like, you know, our family's there, and I had all my grooms and wear suits. I think it was like July, so it's hot. Mm. I didn't. I didn't feel the heat. I was wearing like a blue chilling. Like just chilling, bro. Just Dry. Boom. Seco. And then <laughs> my brother comes back and he was like, Dog, while y'all were saying your vows, like I felt the beads <laughs> coming of sweat coming towards like the, the knuckle of my of my ankle. And I was like <coughs> He was super upset because when we were getting our suits, right? This man was talking about, yo, what about we wear a suit top, but we we have it tailored to where we wear shorts, right? I'm like, no, nah, that's doofus. That's dumb. Why were we watching the basketball game the day of the wedding? And there was wearing that. Who's wearing it? LeBron James walking through the little tunnel. Suit jacket with shorts. He was like, I told you, fool. We should have got that. I'm like, <laughs> but he's wearing Gucci. We're yeah. Wearing, like, Perry Ellis. <laughs> We're yeah. Perry Ellis, Doc. I think the worst, but I did sweat one time. It was driving. I was uh, some lactose intolerant, right? Mm. <laughs> I used to work at La Cantera. <laughs> you, were like, uh, you like the video? Bro, like that <laughs> video. I was tr- driving home like 4 o'clock, I-10 traffic. You know that loop? That comes up the big mm-hmm. big loop. Yep. There's always traffic right there. We just felt the bro. <laughs> dog. I'm like waiting there. I'm like clenching. I'm like I'm sitting like sitting up like this. Like I'm like arching my back. Hey, and, then, and then your stomach. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the back your back starts <clears throat> to tense up, like, oh god. Uh. <laughs> Prairie dogger. <laughs> I was probably driving 90 down. <laughs> dude, I was driving 90 down 10. Down 410, down 90. And I get to my apartment. I'm like shaking. No. <laughs> I'm shaking trying to get in. And as soon as I get in, like. You're already dropping your pants. <laughs> walking in. <laughs> You're shaking your. <laughs> dude, <laughs> have you ever had a pee so bad and you can't open up your pants? You're like. Oh, ah, ah, ah. It's like. <laughs> It's like right there, dude. And it's like, like borderline, like dude. It's about to come out like any minute. You're like ah ah ah. What's what's even worse? What's even worse is like the house is the one we're in now. It's it's a three one. Mm. So, 
we'll get home from like a full day driving around and being out in town with me, Ash and Mav. <laughs> and uh, I'll be, I'll pull in. I gotta go use the restroom. You're running. Ash's like, oh, I gotta go pee. Pacing back more in the kitchen. I need you to hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever in my life will I ever get like more than if there's like two people in the house. <laughs> Never a three one or two one. This is two two, three two, three two and a half. Ideal. Three two and a half. You ever peed in your backyard? I mean, I don't do that, but I mean. I've done it before. Wow. There'll be times I should be in the restroom. I'm like, let me go to the backyard real quick. <laughs> neighbor. Neighbor comes up. I'm looking around. <laughs> you know, it's like there's no privacy fence. It's just the gate. <laughs> How you doing, Mr. Conception? Oh. <laughs> What's up? Neighbor, What's up? Hey, neighbor cracks open the, uh, another cold corona. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brandon. <laughs> I'll be out there. In hey, a there there's something about coronas, bro. Like, they just have to be like dummy cold, like, like cold, cold. Like, they just can't be cold. Like, like when you when you when you put them out of the ice chest or when you put them out of the fridge, they kind of have to have like, like borderline, like almost frosty, like on on the on the glass, to where like it hurts the front teeth. Yes. Where you drink it and you're like. I never realized oh. why people like a Corona, like, bro. in the summer, like, the heat of the summer. Extra cold, bro. And you put con un limon and some tajin. <laughs> Mind blown. I was sitting out there, I'm, like, talking to him, leaning against the fence, like an old-ass man, I'm like, <laughs> this is, I'm looking at the bottle, like, is this Corona? <laughs> Hell. <laughs> and the then you, <laughs> the f- <laughs> and you're like, you want another one, Mr. Brown? I'm like, yeah, let me get another one. <laughs> well, by the time I come to the house, I was like, Ash was like, you all right? <laughs> I'm good. But, man, for some reason, they always slap, like, either, like, after going swimming or while you're swimming or after you mow the lawn. That was when I had it. Oh, my God. That was when I had it. That first sip, like. Touches the soul, and then with the lime, like stupid refreshing. Like, you know what? Talking about cutting lawns, we have this big backyard, and I never thought I would love the shade of a tree. (laughs) In Texas, yeah. In Texas, until I mowed this backyard, I'm like, dog. I just need to. I just need to be under there. I'll, sit, oh, yeah. I'll turn off. I'll turn off the, the lawnmower. I'm like, just let me chill. Cause think about it. Like, if you have a gas lawnmower, you have like all the fumes from the freaking lawnmower coming at you. Plus, if you don't want to get burnt like me, I get burnt fast. Mm-hmm. Long sleeve pants. You wear your sombrero yep. and you wear your boots. You like, wear boots, bro. I can't mow the lawn if I'm not wearing boots. Heck I wear no. tennis shoes. Nah, bro, you tripping. I hate getting dirt in my toes. Like, if I'm cutting the lawn and I, a snake comes out, it'll bite my boot. It's not biting my sneaker. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to own a pair of boots. For us, yeah. Let me know. Let me know when you want to go boot shopping. You see, that might be have to be like closer to the end of the year because <laughs> no. the house. 
asked Joe. I asked Joe Sweckler about how much them boots cost. He's gonna give you the like a high price because he likes some nice boots. Yeah, yeah. He has some nice boots. He got some nice boots. Are you a, are you a, a a a square boot or like a a point mm. with a half cut? I have both. I have I have square. I have a point with the half cut, and then I I really been I haven't gone and get them. I just need to go get them. But there's these boots that I want. And it's like a round toe, mm. but but it's a suede. But it's a honey suede at Tacovas. <sighs> Stupid nice. Stupid nice. What's that running? Um, they're usually like three seventy nine, usually. But right now they have them for like two nineteen, two twenty. Not bad. It's a pair of Yeezys. Yeah. I do want to own a pair of boots. I never thought I would own a pair of boots. And then I wear, I have these jeans that were like some dress shoes that look like boots. Uh-huh. And I looked at them like, You're like, yeah, I think I can pull this well, off. Once you get a pair, you're going to be like, okay, I want a different pair. Because I, I still want to get those those honey suede ones. I want to get some black ones, like something I could dress up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or even like in the summer, just wear like some some black pants, my black boots and a white tee. Tuck it in. Mm-hmm. Simple. Those I want to get some ostrich boots. Have to get some ostrich boots. Do you have Do you have a cowboy hat? No, I don't. Would you ever own a cowboy yeah. hat? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think I can pull that off. Yeah, I think I could do it. There's <laughs> talking about a cowboy hat. There's a comedian out from he's out from Dallas, and he was at his show right, and he looks at this dude this, with a cowboy hat. It looks Mexican, and he was like, "Hey, what do you do?" Because I'm a carpenter. He goes, what's your name? <laughs> he goes, is it, was it, um, uh, is it Ralph Barbosa? Ralph Barbosa? The one that like, like the score cut? Yeah. Or, um, he came out on, uh, is it Jimmy Fallon? I think it is. And he's, he asked him like, what, how long you've been here? Real monotone voice. I think that's him. That's the one, like, um, is it Ralph? Were you talking about George Strait? Did you see that? No. Because we're from Texas, and I don't like country, but my friends are telling me, you're listening to the wrong country, you're just going to listen to George Strait. And George Strait was like, I missed the old Texas back back 200 years ago. And he was like, yeah. That guy? I think that's him. Yeah. And he has to do it. He was like, how long have you been here? And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, oh, you can't say. He goes, no, I just don't know how long I've been here. He goes, what's your name? <laughs> he asked him. And he goes, wait, that's not a Mexican name. He goes, I'm Samoan. <laughs> oh, it was him. It was him. Wait. He had like the white the white cowboy no, hat? it was Andrew Schultz that... that that did that one. It was? Yeah. Oh, Schultz is funny. Dude, I didn't, I never realized uh how funny he was. I think he had he had bro, he had Ralph on his show. Yeah, he did. They talked about George Lopez. And his cartel days. Yeah. Oh, where he was like, We were set. Like he's like, We I didn't I didn't have to pay for anything. Mm-hmm. But he knew like his uh his uncle, yeah, and his dad. He was like, back in the heyday, we were spoiled. That's wild. 
to know, like. I mean, but he he. But I like what he said. He's like, he's like, money doesn't. He, he, I don't know if he exactly said that, but he's like, money doesn't really define me. He's like, I know what it's like to have money. I know what it's like not to have money. Mm-hmm. He's like, but it doesn't define me. You know, and that's something. That's a good attribute to have. Mm-hmm. You know what? Something crazy that happened to me. It actually happened to me yesterday. I had to go to um, Lowe's to go get um, this pipe that I needed for my shampoo bowls. So uh, I get in the car and I'm like, the car is telling me I have no gas. I mean, I have gas to get at the gas station. So I get in there, get off, I pump gas. And before I pulled into the gas gas station, I saw some guy selling some roses. So then I'm there just pumping gas, and the dude like starts coming down the hill with these roses, and I'm like, "Chinga!" Like, you know, this is one of those like, man, I don't feel like dealing with this right now. Yeah. So I'm there, and then I couldn't understand a word he was saying, like nothing, and. So I was just like, oh, I don't have any money. Like, I don't have no cash on me. I only have card, which I, I didn't have no cash. If I had cash, I would have handed him a little bit or something. So then um, I, I, I didn't know what he was saying. So to me, it sounded like he was trying to speak, like, English with Spanish, but it wasn't coming out. So I was like, I was like, you speak Spanish? I was like, hablas español. And he's like, like, he was signifying a little bit. He's like. He's like I French, like he was. He's, he was saying he was French, so like the best to his ability, he was, he he told me. He's like, he's like I don't. He's like money. No, he's like me. I need gas. Like he's like I don't need money. He's like I need gas in my in my vehicle, and the best I un, I don't know how I did it. I, it must have been God working, but he's like my mom's having a heart surgery. Like. The best of, I understood it. He was like, yeah. my mom's having a heart surgery. He's like, I ran out of gas. He's like, I don't have any gas in my car to get to her. She's in the hospital. He's like, I'm selling these roses to get gas money into my van. He's like, he's like, I just need a little bit of gas. He's like, I don't know how I understood it, but I understood it clearly. And I could have easily been like, nah, I'm good. But I had, I, there was something in me, and I was like, I was like, you know what, pull up your van. And I filled up his tank. I filled it up all the way to the brim. And, like, while I was filling up his, ta- his tank, he was just, like, legit, like, thanking God. He was like, thank you so much. Like, he just, like, thank you, God. Like, but he was speaking in French, saying that. And there's just something that just came in over me, and I was like, I was like, I, I was like, me, I, I, I kind of signified, symboled it, but I was like, me, pray your mom, heart, because he, like the heart surgery, he's like, he's like, okay, okay. So I prayed over him, and then um, there's just something in me. I was like, you know, what, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna follow him, see where he goes. So I was on the side of a bridge. He takes off. He goes on the other side of the bridge. His wife is selling flowers with the sign, the same sign that he is. He picks her up. He's like signifying, picks her up, gives her a hug, like a thank you, like man, like, like let's go, and they take off. But talking about like the whole, 
money thing, like, I don't think I would have been able to do that, like, mm-hmm. four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, man, screw this guy. Like, he should be having a job. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I don't know. To me, that's, like, I know that's going to be a blessing, not just to him, but to me as well. But you're doing it properly. Yeah. You know? And there was a, a pastor I was listening to. It was like, you're anointed with oil, right? Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to drink the oil because it'll make you sick. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to give it out and anoint everyone else or bless yeah. everyone else. And I think that's where we are the God's gift to everyone else that doesn't believe in him. Mm-hmm. And it's good, you know, because he's blessed you in this in this way to where it's like, Okay, he's changed. He's changed your heart and softened it yeah. to where it's like, you know, he, this person might be on tough times. Like, it, I don't know it, what it is, but I have it to give it to him. Yeah, and I felt God like I was driving to Lowe's, and and I felt God like telling me He's like, would you be the Sam you say you are if you would have not done that? Mm. And I was like, man, that's like, that's deep because it's like. You know, I always, I, I like to put myself, like, I like to be a good person. I like to show love. I like to help out others. I like to do whatever I can to make somebody's day better. So when God telling me that, like, hey, would you be the Sam that you say you are if you would have not done that? And that to me, I was like, I know I did the right thing. Like that to me, I was like, that to me was like affirmation. Like, cool. Yeah. I could have easily been like, screw this guy. I ain't filling up his tank. Yeah. It's, um, what what bothers me is when people do that and then record it and put it and share it. I'm like, I don't, you don't, you don't have to do that. Nah. You know what I like to do too? Like here and there or when I, when I, when I just feel it, I like to pay people's tabs when, when I go eat. Bro, talking, see, <laughs> talking about that. We had just gotten Mav, like, we just gotten, but we we had just delivered Mav, right? And we went out to Pancake Joe's uh-huh. to eat breakfast. And Ash and I made a, a, a deal to where it's like, you know, God's done so much for us. Like, he's financially blessed us. We we do our tithing and offering. Mm-hmm. And he's just financially blessed us. So we'll just go pay tabs. We'll, we'll pay a tab. So we're at Pancake Joe's. And I was looking around, like, you know, seeing who we can. And I see this young couple. And I, it feels like they're on a date. Mm-hmm. But also feels like they're, like, still brand new to the relationship. Yeah. So we pay for it. And dude runs out. He's like, hey, man. Like, you pay for our meals? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the money. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. The, I w- you weren't even supposed to know that I paid for your tab. And I just told the lady, like, hey, just put on our tab and we're just going to leave. And he was like, well, I just want to thank you, but here's for your money. I see Jeff of Brandy. I was like, no, 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 pay it forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the best thing to do is, like, just pay it forward. Like, if I, if I did good for you, do good for somebody else. Yeah. You know? And that's the feeling that we, that's the best feeling you can actually feel is, like, you do something good for somebody else. Yeah, I, I remember I had gone to a Mexican restaurant in Waku. Wherever they're slamming down some enchiladas. And 
Because he was like, man, these are like the best enchiladas. Like, they're freaking good and this and that. So we're there and we're just chatting it up. But there's like an old man like to our side. And I just feel like just looking at him, I could just sense like like loneliness. Mm-hmm. So he's just there. He's just there. And I don't know. It just, it just weighed heavy. So I'm leaving and I'm about to pay. And I'm like, you see that man's tab? I was like, oh, I'm going to pay for it. Tip the lady too for both like both um, tabs or whatever, <clears throat> and I take off. But I've always wondered because I usually pay and then I just leave. But I always wonder how people's reactions are. Yeah, like maybe that small action change, like like dang man, thank you, you know, mm-hmm. like acts of gratitude. Yeah, like to me, I feel like I get a. a big throughout of out of acts of gratitude like something that will make somebody feel better it's good i like that uh, were you part of that little thing that i did with the writing the notes oh the pass a note mm-hmm. um you gave me one i don't think i passed one From somebody else i still have like a whole stack bro uh-huh i still have a whole stack i'm just, i'm gonna finish handing them off maybe we should do that at the shop Hey, before you leave, write a note for somebody. That'd be dope. And just leave it on the stack. <clears throat> you know what's funny? I think it was, I felt bad, but, oh well. <laughs> 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 I had just moved into the shop, like, um, to start, like, cutting my clients in there. And I'm um, like, hey, I'm going to go grab a coffee at Toku. Hey, I'm going to go grab a coffee. There's a Starbucks not too far. They're always dumb slammed. So I'm like, you know what? There's a Starbucks on the other side. Let me go check it out. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm pulling in. And it's like the drive through there's, there's a car and there's like a huge gap. So I'm like, heck yeah, there's nobody there. <laughs> pull in. Bien cool, like real chill. I pull in. I'm just jamming. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm about to get my coffee. I'm about to go back. I'm going to be on time. La, la, la. <laughs> I pull up to the to the speaker, I roll the window down, and then, <laughs> and then the lady's like, "Thank you, going to Starbucks. I'm gonna help you." Blah, blah, blah. And then there's a lady like three cars down. I didn't know there was a huge line behind me, huge, bro, like dumb, like long. She's like, she's like, "Hey, next time you better wait in line." <laughs> she's like, "Cause we've been waiting here." <laughs> Was she not paying attention? No, but she wasn't next. She was like three cars down from the next. <laughs> she was mad. So I was like, dang. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay for the person behind me. I get to the window. I'm like, hey, can I pay for the person behind me? They're like, oh, they're still ordering. I was like, nah, right, well, I got to go. I got to go. She's like, that's so nice of you. I was like, what I did wasn't too nice. Then I feel bad, but it is what it is. <laughs> there was one time Ash and I were like, hey, we want to pay for the guy behind us. What does he have? <laughs> so tell me this, right? You you go like you go to like a fast food, right? Drive through. You're like, let me pay for the guy behind me. Say <laughs> so yours is like I don't know, eleven dollars. Yeah. You're like, let me pay for the guy behind me. All right, cool, cool. And then boom, she throws it on your tab. All right, so it's going to be seventy five, sixty one. What are you doing at that time? Are you paying for it? 
Or you're like, yeah, I'll do half. I'll do half. I'll pay half. <laughs> At least it's not a whole 74. I'll pay half. But I'm, with that Starbucks dude, I was like, nah, dog. <laughs> what do you mean? We didn't pay for it. What? He had a lot. Of, he had a lot. Wait, say that story. What do you mean? To pay for it? Yeah. Yeah. We were at, at Starbucks, and we're like, hey, there's a dude right behind us. We just want to pay for it. <laughs> what does he have? And she was like, he has a lot. I was like, no, nah, never mind. <gasps> no, we're good. No way. I think that's what happened. Uh-uh. We didn't, or I think we probably put like 20 towards it, but <laughs> I'm not going to pay the whole bill. I got bills, too. It's true. I'll I'll pay part of it. I'm not even a Starbucks fiend like that. Oh yeah, I'm a coffee fiend. No, I'm I'm a coffee fiend, but I'm not a co- I'm not a Starbucks fiend. There's a lot wrong about that that business. Look, <clears throat> no hate on Dutch Bros. Trash. Dutch Bros. Basura. You're paying eight ten dollars for a coffee, and you get a cup of milk. Trash. Basura. You try? Do you, have you like? Do you like on the grind? Never been. I'll get you an on on the grind next time we're like near the vicinity of one. Bet. Change your life. For real. For real. You need to have have Robert uh, Vasquez's latte. Fire. <laughs> yeah. He even made it to where it was ready to drink. Mm-hmm. Like just the perfect, perfect. I was I was like letting it tune. He's like, you can drink it. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, it's good. Damn. Right out the thermal. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's delicious, bro. I don't like, use that word a lot. Delicious. There's, there's this um coffee I've been like obsessed with. It's at uh, Summer Moon. <clears throat> it's called a moon a moon raker. Four yeah. shots of espresso, and then they do like like a little bit of their moon milk. It's like some like. I guess like sweetening, sweetening milk, dude, and it's like this small, bro. It's that that small, bro, but it packs a fat punch, bro. When you posted, yeah, the one I was like, this little thing packs a fat punch, bro. Like, it's four shots of espresso, and it's like this small. Yeah, half Super that's small. the espresso. Dude, you eat three sips and you're all freaking prendido, all wired, like ready to go, like Dane. All right, cool, like let's conquer the world. That's why I get it. <laughs> mm, there was one time I, don't, I think I made my coffee too strong, bro. One time I was at, I was here at the house and I just wanted to, and I made it like I finished the cup. Mm. I think I made enough for like two cups, and I told Ash, I was like, I'm, I'm jittery, I'm jittery. Okay, I love my wife. I love you, Ash. I love you. <laughs> there was one time, I think I was running late for work, and she woke up, and she had made me coffee. I was like, she rarely makes me coffee. It was it was a special day. It was a special day. <laughs> she grinded up my beans, pour over. Uh-uh. <laughs> you were like, thanks, baby. I'm like, thanks, babe. But as soon as I poured into that cup, I saw, like, the grind. I saw how light it was. I was like, 
<laughs> it looked like sweet tea. <laughs> it looked like sweet tea. Like I look, I saw right through it. Like, oh, thanks, man. I'll drink it. Oh my god. <laughs> but hey, learning. I think the best copy of I've I've tried was in Puerto Rico. Man, I'm kind of mad that I, that was one of the missions I went to Puerto Rico for. That's one of the things I wanted to do. Didn't have a one sip of coffee. I want to order a bag from the place that we got the coffee from. We there's a there's a coffee shop. I think I told you by the placita, by the plaza. Yeah, it's like in a square. Mm-hmm. It's one of the oldest and the first import export from from Puerto Rico to America of coffee. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get the name of it. I order a bag. And when you try it, bro, you're like, I need more. <laughs> I only I only got like a small bag. My brother's like coffee connoisseur. And he looks at it, he's like, oh, it's a medium roast. And you look at when it was brewed or when it was roasted. I'm like, all that. I'm like, damn. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Dude, have you ever drinking a coffee and you're just like bouncing off the walls? Yeah. And my legs moving. I'm like, so we we used to do Herbalife, right? Mm. And they have this pill. It's like all natural, like ginseng, and it's like coming from a plant. Woo. No way. Bro. <laughs> I take one, I'm just... In I'm in lock mode. Boom. Like it's, it's almost like an Adderall. Almost like an Adderall. But there's no like down in the ayahuasca and everything. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Dude, there's have you ever had the coffee at first watch? Mm, I don't remember it. Dude, two or three cups of that. I'm like stupid wired. Like to the point where I'm like Dude, I'm getting dizzy because I don't know where to concentrate. Like, to <laughs> it's strong. Dude. But Is it's, it? But it's because I like, like, if I go eat breakfast or I go to, to like a taqueria or something like that, I don't like to drink my coffee with cream. I just drink it black with sugar. It just, to me, like, it just hits different and it just feels like like a good breakfast vibe. Have you ever drank uh, black coffee with honey? Yes, I have. I usually like that's what I would get at, at Dunkin', like an americano. Mm-hmm. With honey, Americanos have to be right. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes they taste burnt, or just too much water. That's true. Too much water, or if it's just just not right, dog. Like, mm. Ooh. <sighs> hey, yeah. Would you prefer to die alone or die with a, fr- a group of friends? What are me and my friends doing? Skydiving. Heck yeah. Die with, my, with the homies. Peace, buddy. <laughs> Sue. <laughs> 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 now there's a straight up. I would want to die like like the couple in the, in the notebook where they die together in love. <laughs> Have you ever seen the notebook? Yeah. He's a. Uh, she all forgets her freaking memory. That honestly, 
Hey, straight up. Like, Honestly? Look, look. No cap. One, like, top top three. Sappy movies? <sighs> top three sappy movies. The Notebook. Um, going the Distance. I've never seen it. <laughs> going the Distance and... Um, I think it's 500 Days of Summer. You know what's a good sappy movie? Mm. I Am Sam. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 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 wait, because I'm going to cry because when he was like, wait, wait, and he's running through the hallway. Yeah. Oh, God. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Mine has to be Notebook, I Am Sam. I'm trying to think. I had another one, like, right, right at the... <laughs> so, <laughs> You're already crying. You haven't even... You're not even watching it. But I just Notebook. remember, like, the... I Am Sam. Man, I don't know another one. I had one, but I was like, Mine went blank. That was sad, dog. <laughs> that was sad, man. That one hit. I think like a, a sad one too was um, uh, Dead Man Walking, where he like tries to prove in his innocence. Mm. Yeah, that one's good too. There's another one, Sappy. Uh, man, it's not even coming to mind. Dude, I am Sam. Dude, that one's like hits you right in the gut. <laughs> you know what There was a video That I watched today That hit me in my gun I reposted it It was uh, This dad He uh, bought his son Who plays baseball Like a brand new Baseball bat For his birthday And you can see The son like Opening it up And he's like Oh my god And he's crying And his dad was like Don't cry You can make me cry So Game starts Kid with the baseball bat Boom. Knocks a home run. The dad catches the home run. He's like, I got it, boo. I got it. I was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. What's it like? Um, those are sappy movies. What's like a good, um, like an action movie? Keeps you on your toes. Um, Inglorious Bastards. You know what's a good one that I was like, yeah, uh, American Sniper. Yes, the end killed me. <sighs> yeah, the end killed me, bro. And then when they say like, oh, this person killed this many people, and dude, he killed a lot of people. Yeah, what got me was like the actual footage. Oh yeah. The one part where I was like, no, no way. When he sniped a little kid. <sighs> he had to do it, dog. He had, yeah. He had to. He had to. That one's good. Uh, have you seen? You have to. I don't know if it's on Netflix. 
There's a movie called Mine. There's a soldier. <clears throat> and there these two soldiers, they're in the desert. And they It's an Afghani sniper? No, no, no. So they're in the desert, right? And they're walking, they're walking, they're walking. And then out of nowhere, this guy sees a sign that says it, there's a bunch of mines, but it wasn't posted. It was just like laying there. So the soldier's like, yo, like there's a mine. Like this is a minefield. Like we got to be careful, like drag your feet so we could touch it and then move. The His partner was like, nah, bro, this ain't nothing. Blah, blah, blah. He steps back and boom. So when he does that, the the other guy, he steps down, and he's just stepping there like he can't take his foot off that mine. If not, he blows up. So then he's like radioing off like, hey, yo, like I'm in a minefield. I just stepped on a mine. If I take my foot off this thing, I'm about to blow up. And he, he literally lasted for like four days. I feel like I've seen Dude, that. it's good. And then. The end pisses me off because he takes off his foot and it doesn't blow up. It's a dud? I think so. <laughs> but the whole time, bro, you're just like, dude, this dude's about to tip over. Have you, seen, have you seen The Magician? Uh, I don't think so. No? Uh-uh. That's a wild. So there's two magician movies. And I, I'll get you the other name. But I have to say that those two have always been like in the back of my mind because of the like the way it's it's done. The magician and there's something else. I'll send it to you. What's your like dumb? You're dumb, funny, super bad. <laughs> I know that movie line for line. Super bad. Um <laughs> well, Pineapple on, Express, dude. This is forty. Like this is forty. What was that one movie? What's that? The the dad, the actor. I love you, man. But what he's like? Look at us. And when he comes out on Hot Ones, right? Yeah, he's like, look at us. We made it here. <laughs> Paul Rudd. <laughs> he's that, in I Love You, Man. That dude's funny because like he's not like trying to be funny. He's just. <laughs> Like, he's just like a goofy guy. Do you watch The Office? I've only seen a little bit. I I couldn't get into it, bro. Because it's dry humor? Yeah. I'm like, all right, where do I laugh? It's only like... <laughs> I. The one episode I did laugh is where, he, like, he falls with the big old thing of chili. <laughs> oh, the chili episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there's there, there's some episodes where it's like, nah, but then it's like stupid. That's one of those one like the one um series that got me and I was like, yo, like this is wild, is uh breaking bad. Walter White, baby. Walter White. I was just watching um have you seen Game of Thrones? Nah. Damn it. <laughs> Are you ever gonna watch it? Maybe. I've heard it's good. Dude, it's good. And people got so invested. We got invested into it. Like there's a there's a part it's called the Red Wedding. And then if you look at if you look on YouTube, it's like this big this big reaction of what 
the red wedding was and people were so invested that they're like crying crying and people like what the frick if you're gonna watch like a like a series what do you like to watch like like the the like me the I, genre like me i like to watch like anything drugs cartel stuff like that yeah like, like narcos of, narcos queen of the south yeah uh like the story on el chapo stuff like that uh Crisego, what's her name Crisego blanco or mm-hmm. griselda her, griselda blanco hers um pablo escobar dude i've seen all those Crime, it's like mine is like crime and then also like sci fi or not sci fi, mm. like Game of Thrones and zombies. Gotcha. Um, I like documentaries, bro. Dude, I was showing Ku the software underbelly. He was like, No way. <laughs> it was crazy. What upset me was the, 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 the one that he helped out. Oh, yeah, where he was like, hey, you got to quit all your stuff. I'm going to pay for all your stuff. Put her up. Yep. And she went back. <laughs> hey, oh my God. I feel bad for him, though, because he fell in love. I th- yeah, he did. He, no, he did. He uh, If you see the the No Jumper podcast, yeah. he did an interview. He's like, yeah, I fell in love. You can tell in his voice when he's talking to her when he found out. I sent you a thousand. thousand oh wait, here. he inter- interviewed her. Yes. Oh, I gotta watch that one, bro. Because I I knew the story because of the interview he had at No Jumper, but I didn't know he did like an interview, like no after like that. a follow up. Oh, even brought the pimp in. <sighs> no, because we'll watch after this. All right, <laughs> bro. She's sitting there too, like. Like, no emotion. They don't care, bro. But you know what? Like, I think it's because of, like, the way he talked to her. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. She, he brainwashed her. Yeah. Because, yeah. Soft, which one's your favorite one? <sighs> Probably, not that it's my favorite one, but the one I was like. Dang, that's dark. The 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 warden. Yes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the warden. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> All right, last one, and we'll we'll end it. I need to know. I need to know your top five rappers, all time. <clears throat> um, and that's kind. Are of, you can do this chronological or just name them? Off? Nah, I'm just gonna name them. Okay. Wayne. Okay. I have to put yay. Of course. Wayne, yay. Uh, zero. Uh, Wayne, yay, zero. Damn, that's kind of tough. So if you ask me like reggaetoneros, dude, off the back, I can name them all. <laughs> Wayne, yay, zero. Wayne, yay, zero. Um, 
honest, like, can I can I add people from this era too? Yeah, Str- your, straight up, little baby, little babies in there. I got I got to throw them in there. Baby, yeah, okay. E, see that that is tough, bro. Straight up, I could even throw a dolph in there. Yeah, I can but, see that. But that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's different if you do it in eras, you know, like yeah. early 2000s, late 2000s. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. Wayne, yay, crit. I was gonna say that one. I was like, mm. J Cole. Lyrically, yeah. Lyrically, like they always fight between Cole and and Kendrick. I was about to ask you that, Cole or Kendrick? <sighs> oh my god! Honestly, I I think I feel like in, straight up in my heart, I'm Team Kendrick. Okay. If you're looking at how they they present a lot of things, lyrically, Kendrick. Kendrick. Painting a story, J. Cole, Cole right? Yeah, because yeah, when J. Cole like delivers you everything he says, it you're just imagining in your head, or he makes it to it where it's relatable to an experience you have already experienced. You're like, man, I went through that too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, when Wayne and Kendrick jumped on Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, so Wayne, yay, Grit, Crit, Cole, Pimp, Pimp C. Yeah, I can listen to Pimp, <laughs> Pimp C, and then yeah, those are my five. Dude, if you ask me, like, <sighs> top five reggaetoneros. Of course, you gotta give. See, that's that's still tough too. Cause the, the there's people that like Daddy Yankee, Nicky Jam, Don Omar, Teo uh, Calderon. Those are like the pioneers of yeah. like reggaeton. So I feel like those that's already four right off the rip. You know, there's another one, Arcangel. He's another one. There's a lot, but like right now in this era, number one has to be Bad Bunny. Right behind him, I'd probably put. It's tough. Not that it's tough, but there's like a lot of good artists right now. Put Bad Bunny, J Balvin. There's a uh, there's a guy named Mike Towers. Um, there's a guy named um, Raúl Alejandro. Mm, heard of him. He's good. Ryan Castro. See, I said that, dude. I could, I could talk There's about a lot, that. Right? All, dude, I could talk about that all day. You listen to soul, like soul, soul? like vocalists, like R and B, soul R and B. You know who I like, Thames. Oh uh, yeah. There's this. Uh, what's the other one? What would you? What would you? What genre would you put Adele in? Well, to start off, <laughs> that's my baby girl right there. Oh god, the final word, dog. <clears throat> um, I put her in soul. Okay, so vocally, 
right? You got the divas, right? Mm-hmm. Who is so, Beyonce? Um, no. <laughs> Mariah Carey. Okay. Nah. So, listen. Mariah Carey on or, or Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce doesn't have the range of the Mariah Carey. All right. What are you gonna say? Whitney. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Whitney, Adele, uh, Mariah. Or Anita Franklin. Ooh. Out of those four, who goes? Who goes? Like you can only do top three, and out of those four, who goes? Probably Mariah's leaving. Mariah gone. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah gone. Yeah, for sure. Mariah gone. People will say take Adele out. I'm like, nah. Oh, how? Nah. One, that's baby girl. Two. <sighs> I think it. I think it. For me, it's her story too. She got that like um, I think with her throat. Who Dell? Yeah, yeah. Bro, she she was, she was already gonna quit. She was, mm-hmm. Came back, she sang even better than what she was singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Hey, so you had say just hypothetically, <laughs> you got opening day, grand opening of the shop. Yeah. Someone go, hey, we got front row tickets to Adele in Vegas. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> That's not even a question, bro. Hey, y'all do the grand opening without me. Also, uh, I'll pay for the cake. I'll pay for the catering. I'll see y'all when I get back. Yeah, bro. That's two people I will forever want to like see in concert. Adele and Ye. That's that PMC. So, what was this beer that we were drinking? It was it's, good. It's, dude. I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know if you like this because it was it was a little citrusy. I liked it. It was citrusy, but it was like kind of like cream. Yeah, it was smooth. It was it was hazy, hazy. It's from uh, Equilibrium, of course. <laughs> Double IPA. It's called. Laboratory Dynamics. Have we had that before? Never. No? Nope. I, I gave it a solid eight and a half, nine. Uh, nine. That's good. I, a lot of their beers are in the same spectrum. Mm. You know? Like similar. Right? Yeah, but then different tastes. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, my like, title name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I'm gonna post it up, you guys. So if you guys ever need to want to try it, get it soon because Tim be running out quick of this equilibrium over at the Growler Exchange in San Antonio, Texas, on Broadway. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> I, if I only knew the address, I would give it to you guys. But the only Growler Exchange in San Antonio. So. Oh yeah, it was a good talk, man. Yeah, bro. Um, what's something you want to tell other people? Fight for what you want. Don't let the the haters oh. talk you down of your dream. And uh, I think I put it out there. He said, um, 
A hater is someone whose heart is scrambled out of emotion. Hmm. Get it? No. Hater, H-A-T-E-R. Uh-huh. Heart, H-E-A-R-T. So hater's heart flipped around. They went on. So don't let them talk you out of your dream, man. Just hey, fight for it. Talk to God. If you, if you have haters, it means you're doing something right. You're doing something right. You're doing something right. You? What you got? That was, that's what I got. Oh, plug in the, 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 the shop, bro. Oh. <clears throat> this is my this is my uh my advertisement time. Plug it in. All right, guys. So now I'm coming to San Antonio Cougars Barbershop, ninety six thirty eight Petrenko Road. Come on out, check it out. We out here. And with that being said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of an Untapped Acquaintance Podcast. It's your boy Sam. It's your boy B. We out. Love y'all. Cause them foes are bold, they clank and knock when their trunks pop. Drop a drop, don't be surprised if you go in shock with them neon lights. Candy paint, built some buckles across the back. Don't disrespect the call, this a caddy. Maybe this mode is just lack. Some like the white, but I'ma go to green. Purple drove up in the Swiss up. Chrome and sitting on the grill with grainy grip. It's hard to miss us. We G, so don't dismiss us. Been here before, gonna be here later. Now with that, you understand the G code. If you don't, then you's a hater.